0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Tech Army podcast. This is episode 20 and the last one of 2020. Hello, Graham.
1: Hi, how you doing? It's uh, great to be on for the uh, last time in 2020.
0: Yeah, isn't it? It's amazing. What a year. What a year.
1: Unbelievable. And uh, we're also joined today uh, by Joanna Allen and Alistair Forbes. Hello. Great to have you both on. Great to have you both on. Are you both feeling festive?
2: Well, I'm sure we'll do by the time Christmas actually comes. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a rush to the finish, but uh, yeah, it's all good. Thank you.
1: Yeah, there's four of us on this video call and, and not not one of us has got anything festive, either in the background or on our person. So we need to up our... Oh,
3: I, I, I pulled my first cracker today.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Look, Christmas has arrived officially. <laughs> official. Thank you for bringing Christmas in, Joanna.
3: And I've told a joke. I've told a cracker joke um, and everybody survived. So... Um, but I won't repeat it because no, I think that's do. kind of like a black mark straight off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was something like the monkey ones, like what song, what Christmas song does monkey do monkeys sing?
0: Um, oh, no, don't ruin the punchline. They might be in my cracker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe what we'll do on this one then, Joanna, is at the end of the podcast, you can give the answer. Just, you know, that, that sort of
3: <laughs> I scheme. won't remember it, which will be even All better.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, ha- lovely to have you both on today. Thank you.
0: I thought today we could, um, yeah, it's the end of the year. It's been an amazing year. Um, the tech army didn't exist this time last year, so I thought it would be quite nice to kind of take a little look back at our favourite bits and moments and of significance and uh, and just see where the, the conversation takes us. So, Joanna, what was your favourite moment? How did you come into the tech army, actually? How did you get involved? Um
3: Probably the latter question's an easier one to answer. Um, so I um have a mutual friend of Alistair's, actually, um, who I think at the same time Callum gave me a nudge in the have you heard about this? Possibly he'd had a conversation with Alistair. Um, and I'd sort of said, Yeah, yeah, no, I'd be interested in that. I'd had a kind of A year off, I'd gone traveling, I'd done a TEFL, I'd done lots of very exciting things, which in hindsight were brilliantly timed, obviously all in the planning. (laughs) Um, And I actually had looked to work with some charities and was offered um, things like food bank support and also all those sort of skills, but couldn't find a way to use my technology or sort of marketing background to to help any of them out. They just didn't quite know what to do with me. So it was kind of perfect timing in a way. Um, So... Uh, Alistair asked me to help out with the triage team and me me and two other misfits started triaging away pretty quickly um but uh yeah no great great time met uh at that point you know, and Cameron and Finton, um and we were very much the three amigos pretty quickly um so it was yeah great fun yeah.
1: so for those listening that don't know what happens in the triage function just 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 give everyone a bit of a flavor Joanna
3: Um, Oh, it's kind of like the engine room, I guess. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, at that stage, it's quite fun. You're at the forefront, I think, of of the evolving organisation. So when we start, when I started anyway, um, there was something like 50 odd volunteers and 20 odd projects. Um, And very quickly, we all had to keep an eye on LinkedIn to keep up with the numbers as the kind of number of people signing up and the number of charities coming and asking for help, like grew phenomenally quickly. Um, And, you know, in those days, it was the beginning of uh, the COVID outbreak. There was a hell of a lot of charities who were very much used to working with people face-to-face and would literally write requests going, there's something called Zoom, we know nothing about it and we think we have to start using it. Um, so, a lot of the early stuff was just trying to find people who knew about some of the VC or the video sort of technologies so that they could actually still talk to, to the people they'd been working with. Um, so, we were basically matching volunteers to, to those requests for help. Um, and it's been great because, as you've seen, Kirsty doing a lot more work and Alistair doing a lot more work talking to different organizations, they've got a clearer idea of what they could ask for help with um and we've kind of got more and more sophisticated requests and and equally guys coming back for more help um and it's fantastic because i think in those early days we were not nervous but trying not to make big commitments where you're not sure you're going to be around this time next year Um, so that's been a a fantastic driver in the actually if we were around and we could make this sort of part of the, the network in edinburgh we can help more and we can do more strategic things um but you know that that first f- matching people on furlough with kind of the charities was phenomenal because so many of them didn't know where to go for help um so yeah know a lot of very heartwarming calls in those early days on both sides actually with the volunteers as well
0: mm-hmm. i think it's quite interesting actually because uh, my experience as a tech army when i first arrived was not in, was not exposed to any of the, the organizations at all it was purely internal uh, but there were hundreds of people turning up in the workspace sort of you know every kind of couple of days there been other sort of 75 and stuff like that and it was it was like a case of kind of um kind of felt like running around with you know sort of like you know you know cheese and pineapple on cocktail sticks going hello hello welcome you know make yourself <laughs> at home <laughs> <laughs> um, and lots of people kind of going I don't, let me know what can I do to help what can I do to help and sort of like you know sort of trying to work out how you know where to point people and, and what to do but it was um it was very febrile it was it was um it was uh it was a, a really lovely atmosphere actually just people just willing to talk to one another and say how did you get here and what are you doing and all that kind of stuff it was as you say it was yeah. pretty pretty frenetic in those in those earlier days you were sitting watching it from uh from a little <clears throat> well a slightly different place I suppose Alistair so how did it how did it feel for you
2: yeah absolutely um well you know we um obviously whenever you start anything new you're never quite sure how it's going to go so april the 27th um pete jaco and i were uh kind of nervously preparing everything for getting the launch uh, of the tech army done and we had some great support from um uh, some pr support and some graphics support so we, we got stuff prepared but you never know um and you know I, I certainly couldn't give you one best memory of the tech army, but one of, the, one of the best ones was certainly the fact that when we hit the button at 10 o'clock on April the 28th, LinkedIn and Twitter just exploded with messages about the tech army. Um, we'd, we'd quite deliberately gone out and contacted, you know, anybody we could think of that had a, a good network in the tech community and, and in the business community in Scotland and said, this is coming, we'd really value your support. And so, uh, you know, at that point, we, we sent them another email, said, it, "Yeah, you know, it's go time," and it was just amazing. You know, LinkedIn and Twitter were just ablaze with the logo from the Scottish Tech Army, so that was that was a huge boost, and that was the point at which we thought, actually, you know, we're really on to something here. Um, so that was a great start, and then so many um, so many things since then. Um, you know, Joe was talking about the organisations that we worked with. Um, one of the most rewarding things, for sure, is getting the feedback that we do from the organisations because these are people who themselves are doing amazing work all around Scotland, um, you know, delivering support services to people, uh, you know, enabling people to to cope with the situations in which they find themselves um, and to to be able to see the impact that the work the volunteers have done has had for those organisations is tremendous. It really is very rewarding.
0: Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I haven't worked in the third sector and I had absolutely no idea just how much... how big the third sector actually is up here! I, mean, I just couldn't believe the the number of organisations and and um, you know kind of startlingly the number of people who needed them. It was it was really quite it was really quite a, an education in those those earlier days. It's just just and in so many different ways, you know, lots of you know, you know, helping people with different problems or you know delivering services in a particular way. It was just it was actually it really was quite amazing. It was a you know huge new landscape that opened up in front of me. That's for sure.
2: On. The other side of it that um, you know is very much part of the the rationale behind it in the first place was the opportunity to give the volunteers an outlet uh, in something meaningful to be able to do because you know, one of the thoughts at the outset was very much around the fact that because we had recently gone into lockdown, so many people were going to be unable to do the jobs they would normally do and you know, stuck at home, you're not know, quite sure what to do. Um, and so that's been the other big win for me is seeing the interaction between the volunteers in the tech Army and the fact that you know they've all really bonded together, they've really um, enjoyed working together, and they've had that shared satisfaction of being able to to provide the support that they have. Um, and so that that's the other big objective we have, which has been great to see it uh, turning into reality.
1: Yeah, I've got to say when um doing all the podcasts that we've done hearing the stories from the volunteers about what it's done for them initially during lockdown I think that was a big thing for and people who did a mental health episode which you know I think was probably um, you know one of the episodes that you know certainly thinking back to all the episodes that we've done there was so much came out of that one episode and that particular point there about the mental health of the volunteers and having the Scottish Tech Army, as you say, as an outlet, as something to give those people some connection in times when you can't go into the office, you know, could be fully furloughed, therefore not working at all, not even working from home, just not working at all. And that, those stories have been the most heartwarming that I've heard uh, from, a, from a volunteer side of things. And then obviously on the flip side of that, you get the, the, the amazing stories from the charities that just didn't know where to turn and didn't know how to get their, organization into a place that could either help the people or to connect the the volunteers and the charities together so yeah I'd I'd probably say that what you just said there about that kind of key takeout from it has been sort of certainly loud and clear through all of the different conversations I've had with the volunteers that have been in the in the STA Mm -hmm. Joanna you were you were about to say something then
3: Um, I was, I then sort of not wanting to take away from the volunteers uh, piece, it was just to follow on with the charities, Um, you know, it's phenomenal how many of them are either one or two people sort of literally working off the side of a desk as well, you know, so, you know, really nice ideas um, and, and kind of hopefully we can help give the momentum to them with extra bodies to kind of, you know, get more profile as well. Um, you know, because I think what's nice is even with a few of the charities we've seen the volunteers developing their own relationships with them, which which is nice because, you know, part of what we want here is longevity. Um and we want kind of the volunteers to be able to have that ongoing relationship as well as the charities that kind of you know, not feeling like you're gonna go and have to look for help all the time, um because it can be exhausting in in both sides, um you know, and the where do I go um but you know it it the the volunteer stuff has been hilarious like I, I, I can still remember absolutely crying with laughter suddenly being told this go and look at this go and look at this and it's, it was kind of almost like having a small child doing the come on let me look at this sort of thing and it was the donut where the guys did the song <laughs> <laughs> and it was just not what I was expecting at all and and I'd been talking to Chris quite a lot because um, we were doing a lot of sort of work around data and then suddenly to see him singing away with sort of Andrew and a few of the other guys as well I was just dying with laughter I was like that must have taken you ages and they were like we loved every minute of it so yeah. there's so many spin-off things that happened off those kind of meeting somebody on a zoom call effectively
0: um yeah I mean, really- I was, absolutely yeah i was you there I, I remember it landing in the channel and just sitting I mean I think it was probably in bed you know kind of you know having a cup of tea or something or other I'm saying to my husband you're gonna have to come and have a look at this thing and he was kind of looking at it kind of going But who are they? And I'm going, I've got no idea. They're volunteers in the tech army. I've never met them, but look at this, you know. Um, And it was just, it showed the success of both the, the virtual water cooler idea, but also... Just that kind of impetus that everybody had. Everybody was here for for a common purpose, and and it just it just made it just made such a difference. It made setting up those relationships so much easier. Um, it's brilliant, and to have your own band called the White Strike Donuts. I can't wait to meet Jack White one day and say, I've "Got a band named after you." <laughs> <laughs> it was cool.
2: Yeah, I think for me that that's that's another of the uh, the fascinating things that there's lots of stuff that we've planned. Um, and you know, done deliberately and then all these things that happened like that and um, so right now um, somebody mentioned it's probably only 10 days ago or something like that we should do a panto um, the Tech army panto and now that's a thing and there's a whole script written and there's everything Um, so you know sometimes these ideas just catch fire and, and the, the, the volunteers just all jump on the idea and, and get really enthusiastic about it and um, I mean on, on a similar note one of the things that we did that we have talked about before on the podcast was the the COVID dashboard, and you know that was a tremendous example of the volunteers more or less self-organizing and, and doing something really fantastic because um, you know that didn't come in as a project request. It was just something that came out of some discussions that we were having with the folks in Scottish government who were responsible for their open data program, and they pointed us in the direction of the data sets that were already being published. And so we just put it out there on, uh, on Slack with the community to say, you know, we found this data set. Uh, we haven't seen any really interesting visualizations of that. Here's the challenge. You've got two weeks to form teams and go and build something. And they did. And, you know, it, it really generated immense momentum and then, Um, The team has joined together to create a composite version, and they're still working on it today because they're so passionate about, you know, the the value that they're bringing through visualizing the data and making it available. Um, So that's another really nice thing is the, just the spirit of the the volunteers that, you know, for some reason, something just captures their imagination and they're off and running. It's great. Yeah,
0: Joe.
3: Yeah. Um Yeah. what was really lovely with that is then the next phase of almost you know there are a number of different groups who've got it so far. There was a huge show and tell, and then there was an absolute like, let's pull together and make this the best possible version it could be. and it just transitioned into that so quickly within even throwing on more bells and whistles with the kind of um audio side of it. so. I mean, it, it was it was amazing to see, and and it, and the fact that it was self organising was just phenomenal. And but but that's true of a lot of the work we do. You know, we do leave people to be self organising, and you know,
0: who knew adults could do stuff on their own? You know, it's great. <laughs> um, we we caught back up with. Um... Ree Batstone, who was one of the volunteers on the Dashboard, and we, we'd, we'd spoken, I'd spoken to her earlier, uh, I think probably in the second podcast that we did, where she spoke about her experience on that project. But I caught up with her again for our Code Clan uh, episode just a couple of weeks ago, and she was, she directly connects what she was learning on the Dashboard. Uh, with the jobs that she's now doing so she at the time she wasn't working and she was learning to use something called shiny um in, at code clan she absolutely hated it she came into the tech army she had to use it and um, to deliver a part of the covid19 dashboard thing learned to love it and is now using it as part of her job and it was just this i mean to listen to her sort of talk about that that you know that kind of link from one to the other to the other was was just fantastic. I mean, that's 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 the tech army in a nutshell for me. I thought it was absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, the the, um, the you mentioned the COVID dashboard as well. I I think um, I have shared that with so many people and um, I had such amazing feedback from just not not just from what it is and what it what it does and the way it visualizes the the, the data, but just the UX of it. Um, and I've had lots of people who. I've got, you know, decades of UX experience. so I've just come back to, you know, just saying this is incredible. Like the way it works, the way that you can interact with it and you can cut the data in so many different ways is phenomenal. And I think it puts to shame a lot of other data sets that are out there, really. It's a phenomenal piece of work. And I know it's been widely used and there's been lots of iterations. Every time I go on, there's something different and better and um, another advancement to it. So, you know, it's a, it's a really... Big feather in the cap of the of the SCA for sure.
0: I think the other one for me has been the advent calendar. Um, I think uh, we've got we've got this digital advent calendar kind of running at the moment throughout December, and and it just is one of these things about being careful what you wish for. <laughs> so we had there was a, a donut call that took place between a, a volunteer Alan Ramsey and Pete Jaco, and Alan was telling Pete about this digital. Um, advent calendar that he created for his five year old son, which was all to do with um, a Lego set that uh, he was creating over the course of the 24 days. Um, and he made the mistake of having that conversation with Pete. Pete had a conversation with me. And I went back to Alan and went, right, you've got a week and we need one for the Tech Army volunteers. And, and I, you know, he was fantastic. He absolutely took it on. Um, and it was really brilliant to watch yet another team just kind of coalesce around that that whole idea and and actually make it happen. And, and it's been really great. It's been just one of the, the real joys.
2: Yeah. And, you know, another example there, that, that's, that, that's now a spin-off kind of idea in that... Um, Obviously, this was set up to be the advent calendar, so it's sort of about Christmas. But when we started seeing what they were doing and, and what they were able to deliver, what we've been thinking about is the fact that you know, this is actually just a generic countdown timer. So it could be for anything. So we've got a project that we're building up to a big launch or something on the 1st of February. Um, so now we're thinking, right, let's use this same sort of thing because it's a great thing for, you know, a daily reveal kind of thing. So if you're running a campaign to try and generate some excitement about something, then this is an ideal mechanic to use for that because it's very familiar to people They they' get the idea of an advent calendar. But now you can say, okay, you know, launch day is then. We've got whatever it is, 20 days to go. Come back every day because that's really what you want in, in the lead up to anything like that. You want people getting excited about it, looking forward to it, keep coming back because if they come and look at a page once say, yeah, I'll come back when it's launched, you've lost them. So actually... You know, what started out as an internal fun project, um, you know, delivered in double quick time, is now something that we're going to take and we're going to use for lots of other things and, you know, offer it out to the charities for next year. They can all do their own advent calendars. So that's one of the great things about picking up on individual things that are done and thinking about how can we scale them, you know, because that's, it's, it's in the DNA, you know, in the tech world is, you know, how do you scale things? So, you know, there's so many tremendous opportunities around this.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's there's um, <clears throat> one of the nice things on the Advent calendar one for me is the number of other volunteers who haven't been involved in it going, are we doing that again? Um, I'd like to know how that was done. I'd like to learn how you know what you know how that was done, how that was delivered. That would be really really good. And you've actually you know you've got you know them coming forward and saying you know I want I want to do something similar, which is great.
1: Amazing. And I love it. I love the concept of it and I love the way it's been delivered. Again, absolutely fantastic platform. Um, Every part of it's been really well thought through. Yeah, and Um, your
0: jokes were terrible. I know. Well, they were meant to be terrible.
1: (laughs) They were meant to be terrible. Um, So I'm glad I delivered on that one. Yeah, well done. (laughs)
0: Great.
1: (laughs) Nailed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Joanne, we're still going to come back to you for your punchline at the end.
3: (laughs) I'm going to scribble it down before I forget now.
1: Yeah, do that, do that. But I, I think there's probably a few people that listen to the uh, to the start of this podcast and heard us dust over something and then like, like me be thinking, I think I need more information on this. So, um, Alison, you mentioned a panto. Um, <laughs> you can't mention a panto on a podcast and not give more details on it because that is that will have caught everybody's attention. Just you need to give us a bit more information on this. What's happening? What's going on?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, there, there's a um, the team's been working on this uh, very uh, eagerly over the last uh, 10 days or so, I guess. Um, somebody stepped forward as the script writer who actually has a background in doing that sort of stuff. Um, we've got the character set all um, worked out. There's a, a custom script with lots of references to stuff that should be familiar to people within the tech army. Um, there was... Uh, Uh, There was a challenge laid down to myself and Pete Jaco about uh, would we be prepared to be the Panto dames and appear in drag? So um, apparently that's what we're doing. And uh, yeah, so um, it was a little bit too short notice to do it uh, ahead of Christmas. So we're we're taking the 12 Days of Christmas theme and we're going to do it on 12th night. So it's going to be on the 6th of January. And uh, yeah, there's lots of preparation going on right now. So uh, have no fear, we'll be publicizing it remorselessly. in this, this like workspace we do now and then. I should brilliant.
0: also I should also say however that uh, that our panto dames will only appear um, if uh, if we can raise some money for for charity. So there is uh, there is money involved here <laughs> there's a lot at stake. Well brilliant <laughs> and
1: how Not does it my dignity <laughs> This sounds like a not to miss event, to be honest. I personally will be getting my tickets and, and donating whatever I need to donate to be able to see this, I've got to be honest. Um, so, um, how do people listening get involved in? is then? Is there somewhere they can go to uh, register their interest to donate to get access to Alistair and Drag?
2: This <laughs> <laughs> is beginning to sound more and more dodgy. <laughs> we we it haven't does. quite set up the, the, yet, the donation mechanism yet. <laughs> um, we haven't quite set up the donation mechanism yet, but uh, we'll, we'll get something sorted for that. So, yeah, yeah. wonderful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It's Only all my cause. fault. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Brilliant.
1: <laughs> as we were as we were talking about um, kind of the future because that is the future it's the 6th of January um it probably we've done a lot of reflecting on what has been an amazing year for the Scottish Tech Army and it is incredible I just from um you know my own reflection that you know working in a, in large organizations culture and speed and agility is uh, three things <laughs> that sometimes you know hold companies back and it feels like what the STA have managed to do is get those things absolutely nailed you know you the amount of projects that you've managed to deliver on the number of volunteers that you've been able to get and organize behind all of these amazing initiatives, the speed and the agility that you get a a project and then size it and deliver it and innovate on it is incredible. And then the culture that goes with it, as you've just talked about there, you know, most businesses would be, would kill to get the kind of culture that exists within the Scottish tech army. It's just been absolutely incredible. So, um, I think it's probably apt that we've got the, you know, I am joined by the uh, the now um, permanent members of the uh, core Scottish Tech Army team. So um, so Alistair, Joanna and Kirsty are uh, the three amigos basically within the STA and are um, part of driving forward the new Scottish Tech Army. So it would just be good for each of you maybe just to explain a little bit about it. Maybe start with you, Alistair. It feels like that would be the appropriate place to start and just explain a little bit about what the future looks like mm. and obviously the part that you guys will be playing in it.
2: Yes. Um, well, when, we, when we started out, we really had no concept mind of how long this would even exist because you know, it was such a fluid time. Uh, but it very quickly became apparent to us that uh, there is a role that the Scottish Tech Army can play uh, longer term, broadening out from what was very much the initial response to COVID and thinking about how the country would recover from that to a much broader tech for good agenda. Uh, We've seen a a huge amount of activity both inside and and out with the tech army of people doing tremendous things with technology. And so that's given us the impetus to take the tech army forward as an enduring organisation that will focus on tech for good in Scotland. Um, We are keen to be a focal point for as much of that as we can. We've worked with lots of organisations already um, and we're really keen to continue to, to develop that relationship. Um, You talked about the the speed at which this has happened. Um, It's uh, back to my favourite quote from Mario Andretti about if everything feels like it's under control, you're just not going fast enough. Um, And that's that's pretty much the mantra we've had, Um, which is is really exciting. Um, Sometimes means things might drift a little bit off course, but as long as we keep them, (laughs) uh, get them back on course, we're good. So. I think you know, for us, there's, there's so much opportunity that we can um, continue to build on the work that's been done so far. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is a testament to the spirit and the passion of the volunteers that have joined up with the Tech Army, and um, and that's what really gives us tremendous confidence that we can build an organisation that will have a really lasting impact for all of our our fellow citizens, and communities around the country.
1: Very exciting, very very exciting indeed. Joanna,
3: um, yeah. So I guess for me, I, I'm a, I'm allowed out of the triage cupboard in the new world. Um, so I I sort of step into the role as head of projects and programs. Um, so have been doing a, a very quick run round to try and get an idea of what else was happening whilst I was sort of madly trying to keep <laughs> keep the river flowing, as it were. Um, and it and it is yes yeah, exciting because there's there's extra dynamics now. So the you know the, the partnership with Codeclan, the kind of reach into that educational piece kind of means we need to do a bit more work to kind of get partnership and buddy programs and those kind of things up and running so that kind of learning side and spreading the skills get gets kind of more ingrained in in everything we do but um yeah no it's it's exciting and it's it's actually really nice being able to say look you'll be able to come back and ask for more (laughs) Um, (laughs) so you know there's um yeah, the, the 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 dynamics have changed. I, I I nearly fall off my chair when I look at the number of volunteers. We're at kind of over 1,300 people,
1: Crazy. you know,
3: and, and the nice thing is we're still here. People dip in and out, you know, it's not an always on organisation. So, you know, even if people do a couple of stints and then take a pause, you know, we hope to see them back um, eventually as well. So you know that there's there's a lot that can be done and there's a lot of an ecosystem that we're joining together that you I think the last project i introduced people on the woman was delighted on the call already because as part of learning about the the sta She'd already met met two other charities in Scotland that she was using as part of her ecosystem, so without even doing anything, she was delighted. So the more of that that can happen, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> 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 she can then have a nice website too.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um,
3: but yeah, it's exciting, and we'll be definitely reaching out for more skills. You know, the the areas of technology that sort of sit half in marketing and half in IT, like digital marketing, we're seeing a lot of need for. So we will be kind of driving out a campaigns to, to look for people to help in those kind of areas as well, because, you know, a lot of this will holistically help the charities kind of get more profile, especially in a year where, you know, donations are down um, mm. and the profile and, and the coordination between them becomes more important.
1: Um, yeah. 100% vital, vital stuff. Well, thank you very much for explaining um, your role and what you're doing. So, um, Last but certainly not least, Kirstie, apart from the uh, the ongoing leadership of the podcast, uh, what else are you going to be doing?
0: Uh, well, um, I'm head of partnerships for the Scottish Tech Army, and it makes me grin like a loon every time I say it out loud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so basically my role is to try to develop further the, the relationships that we've always set up with organisations, both on the, the third sector side, but also within the commercial world as well. Um, we've got a lot to offer. Um Commercial businesses in terms of the development of their staff uh, as volunteers, um, we've got um, a lot of commonalities between the projects that come to us. So an opportunity to uh, draw some of the the organisations together and and sort of help them at scale, which is absolutely fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to um, uh, talking. Strangely enough, I'm looking forward to continuing to talk an awful lot about the Tech Army and what it does and 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 then how it can help. So um, I'm still waiting for my husband to. Kick me and tell me to stop snoring because it does feel like a little bit of a a dream at the moment, and uh, and I'm absolutely delighted. So yeah, it's
1: been great. Excellent stuff, good, brilliant. Well, congratulations to all of you. It's, um, you know, an, an incredible uh, milestone, I think, achieved for the Scottish Tech Army, and and now to have uh, the three of you kind of permanently at the helm, driving the the organisation forward. I think the the next chapter is going to be incredibly exciting. And uh, I know that you'll be supporting more and more charities and third sector organisations to achieve what they want to achieve and um, giving the opportunity for more more volunteers to get involved and enrich their own lives and their own experiences. And um, we've so many heartwarming stories about people that have come in and volunteered and through volunteering, found another job, having previously been made redundant or whatever. So, you know, some, I know it's a, a tech for good has never, never been so much of a relevant title for this organization it's um it's phenomenal
0: yeah <clears throat> and I suppose um I would say as the podcast uh, uh, co-host that I'm really grateful for all the people that have come on the podcast over over the last few months um it's been an interesting learning curve <laughs> um but actually the stories are just so so amazing I mean the people that are involved the charities that have come and talked to us and everything they've been absolutely superb and I'd like to extend my thanks to each and every one of them
2: yeah, I think I would just close um, by reflecting on the fact that um, I think it's fair to say I'm, I'm not in the early stage of my career anymore. Um, uh, so I've had a lot of experiences in, in lots of different companies, but this has been an absolute highlight for me in my professional career. Um, you know, th- this is something that has developed at a speed that I've never seen before uh, with a level of commitment from so many people. Um, and so I think it really for me, it, it's it's just in closing to, Thank all the volunteers who have stepped forward and stepped up to make the Scottish Tech Army possible even, let alone to be able to achieve what it has achieved. So, um, you know, it's uh, a huge sense of gratitude to all of them for um, making this possible. Um, So uh,
1: that's a closing remark from me, I guess. No, no. Brilliant stuff. Um, well, uh, and, and a great way to finish the podcast. Apart from, we need the punchline of the joke that Joanna said at the start. So, Joanna, um, <laughs> remind everybody what the joke <laughs> was, and then let's let's end. Oh, I, it
3: doesn't. The joke doesn't get better. It's still a cracker joke. <laughs> 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 what Christmas song do monkeys sing?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Jungle bells.
2: Hey! <laughs> wow!
0: Oh no,
3: wah. they all <laughs> It's
2: Right up there with the ones you oh. gave us, Graham.
1: I know, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> thanks well, for remembering that, so Graham. Thanks. <laughs> Just sharing the pain, oh, Joanna. Thank Just you so
3: much, Kirsty and Graham. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank it's you. been great fun listening to the series as well. You guys have done a phenomenal job, so thanks very much.
0: Thank you. Well... Um, so Series two will uh, will appear in February 2021. Um, we look forward to new guests um, along the way.
1: Indeed. Have a fantastic Christmas and New Year, everybody. And thanks for listening. And thanks, uh, Alistair and Joanna, for joining today and uh, sharing your reflections and also plans for the future. It's uh, It's been an, an exciting year for the Scottish Tech Army and it's set to be another fantastic year in 2021. So have a great Christmas, everyone.
0: Yes, happy Christmas, everyone.
3: Thank you. Happy Christmas, on thanks waving doesn't work does it <laughs> our podcast music is by whiskey kiss our logo is by helen davies at porridge design if you'd like to know more about what we do and how to get involved you'll find us at www.scottishtecharmy.org
2: or on linkedin and on twitter at #ScottTechArmy.